Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. What is up, Cam Rogers? Coming at you. I am alongside Bridget Whalen. It is the Olympics this week in the game of golf. In fact, tomorrow night, today is Tuesday, so tomorrow night at 6.30 Eastern time, some prime time and overnight golf for you guys out there in Tokyo. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on Instagram at MrRogers98. You can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Waylon, as I mentioned, the Olympics commences this week tomorrow for golf, to be exact, and no other PGA Tour action this week, which is pretty interesting. No off-field event or anything like that. A field of 60 golfers will do battle with no Bryson DeChambeau, no John Rahm due to COVID. So we'll talk about our predictions later in the show about who will finish first, second, and third, respectively. Of course, there's no money involved, so this will not affect our tally. But it's still fun to talk about because obviously it only happens once every four years. So we're excited to dive into the Olympics. And of course, what it really means for the game. It's really interesting to sort of talk about because you have professionals doing battle, much like basketball as well. How much excitement really is around golf in the Olympics relative to other things on the PGA Tour, FedEx Cup playoffs, perhaps the Ryder Cup, major championships, and down the line, we will get into that as well. But first, a shout out to Bet Online. Of course, July is underway, and it's a great month for sports. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win some money today. Visit the website or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Again, visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so the Olympics take place tomorrow night as i mentioned a field of 60 golfers and let's face it after the first 20 there is a major drop off in terms of win equity you look at the odds out there and there is a big time gap from like 30 to 1 to like 70 to 1 it's pretty crazy out there bridget let's just talk about the olympics from a macro perspective here where is your excitement level at? And try to put it on the spectrum of like the John Deere Classic all the way to the Open Championship slash the Masters. I think that's the spectrum for you in terms of excitement. <laughs> what do you got for me? Wow. I, I mean, I kind of regard the John Deere Classic as the fifth major. So oh, not, not so sure what you're getting at there. Um, um, low. Uh, to me, golf in the Olympics, I like how you said it. It happens once every four years. Well, it took 112 years for it to happen again for the game of golf. Um, I, not too excited, to be, uh, to be honest. 
I think the enormity of winning a, a medal is exciting, but um, I'm not like that looking forward to tuning into golf in the Olympics. I watch the Olympics, I think for other sports like swimming and, uh, and track. Um, but I am excited to see some guys tee it up in the Olympics. Um, I think it's super cool, Colin Morikawa, sort of where he is right now, the state of his game. I'm excited to see him play in the Olympics. He He's so young. He's so fresh. I know he's, he's won so much on tour. He's had so much success, but I saw him in an interview this morning on, on live from the Olympics and he had the USA hat on and it just like made me happy. Um, so that fact of it is, is super cool. And, and seeing them do like a joint presser, like seeing Xander and Colin up there together. That's cool because golf isn't as much as it is a team sport between caddy and player besides the Ryder cup, um, where, or the president's cup, where we see group events, we really don't see these guys together. And it, it's just fun. Uh, it was fun to see Xander and Colin in a joint news conference. So yeah, Colin Morikawa is the favorite seven to one to win the gold. Xander Shoffley nine to one JT, Victor Hovland, Hideki Matsuyama, Rory McIlroy, Paul Casey, Patrick Reed, all, 14 to one or better to get it done. And then we get to the point, Bridget, where there are just names I've never heard of. We're talking about players ranked in the 300s in the world. So this is going to be the distinctive cream rises to the top sort of golf event. You would think, right? I mean, some events out there can be volatile and you have no names creep up these leaderboards but I don't think that's going to be the case for this edition here with the Olympics if you go back to 2016 as you scroll down the leaderboard from Justin Rose on down the players get less and less familiar so I think this is going to be an interesting clash of the elites and then the other guys just sort of happy to be there I mean again these are guys honestly who I've never heard of when I look at these names out there yeah, there's a few that I am not familiar with at all, which that also is super cool. They're getting the opportunity to play for their country on a stage that's bigger than the typical stage that they play on. So so kudos to the Olympics for, for giving players that opportunity. So I guess this kind of goes to the question of, should pros really be in the Olympics? I mean, I read an article from Jason Sobel on Golf Bet where he said he's not really sold on the whole idea. And I guess the question to you is, would you be more interested if amateurs were out there? And I think you alluded to this last week and your answer is yes, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I just came off covering the uh, US junior amateur for the USGA and I fell in love with a kid, Cohen Trollio. Um, he's going to LSU next year, or I guess this year. Uh, he his play was awesome. His attitude was awesome. I did not know Cohen Trollio before this event. Didn't know his name, had no idea where he came from, nothing. I knew nothing about this kid and I fell in love with him. Like literally I'm Cohen Trollio's biggest fan besides his mom. So that is awesome. That is so cool to sort of fall in love with someone's game, attitude, whatever it is, someone that is not on your radar. If you're a true golf lover, you love seeing the young, the, the amateurs play, the, the young kids play, because those are the kids that you could get invested in 
right now. And that's going to be so fruitful. Like I think Cohen's going to make it to the PGA tour. I'm going to say it right now, Cohen Trollio will make it on tour at some point in his career. Obviously he's just going off to college. So we got a ways to go, but that part of the game to me is what grows the sport. And I think that putting golf in the Olympics, as Rory alluded to, the point is to grow popularity globally of the game. You and I, I say this all the time, live in this like little myopic bubble where we think golf is like this centripetal force of like all things. And that's just how we live our life, like around sports in general. But to be honest, golf is a blip um, on the radar of popularity in sports. So I think that if you want to grow a sport, whether you put a pro athlete in the mix or someone new that you want to sort of fall in love with and get to know their game, you're sort of serving the same purpose, right? It's just the outcome of what that player is going to put into the experience is what's different. And that's where I fall on. I would prefer if amateurs were teeing it up because I do think that they would be more invested in this process. And I'm not knocking like any of these guys. I'm, I'm certainly not knocking Hideki Matsuyama, who's literally playing for his country and is a global superstar in Japan. Like the enormity of that obviously is grandiose. So I, I don't want to go like all one-sided. I just think for the benefit of the sport, it would would bode well to maybe intermix or, or, but then like, you can't, like, if you're going to go one way, you got to go all, all in. Cause you can't like have an amateur teeing it up with pros. Like that's unfair. So I think it just, I think it needs to be reassessed and I fall way more on the side of it should be an amateur event um, than a professional uh, a players in, in the Olympics. Yeah, I think it's a conversation worth having as we continue along here with golf in the Olympics. Speaking of which, Bryson DeChambeau, COVID, he's out. Patrick Reed in. Two villains on the PGA Tour, by the way. John Rahm, and I don't want to turn this into a COVID discussion, tests positive for the second time within the last two months. And he's right. vaccinated. Right. Have you so, been digging on this story? Please give me some reasoning here. <laughs> I do. I, I actually have, I have it all. So okay. thank you. From, you're welcome, Kim. From a medical standpoint, you could test positive for months after it, the dead virus lays dormant in your body. That's just, that's a pretty known fact. So even though he's not contagious, which is a hundred percent true, um, Japan has a jurisdiction where no matter what, whether you're contagious or not, whether you've been vaccinated or not, if you have a positive COVID test, you cannot land in Japan. It has nothing to do with the International Golf Federation. It has nothing to do with the Olympics Committee. It has to do with Japan. The government. So yes, exactly. So that's that. And and there's there's no way around it. It's like that's the protocol that you know, it's the times that we currently live in. He tested positive. No, he is not contagious. He is out of that two-week window. He has been vaccinated, but it's just a total unfortunate circumstance yet again for John Rahm. And I know he won the U.S. Open in between, but like this guy, like why can't he catch a break? It, it, it's alarming. So what you're saying is if you get COVID, you come back from it, and you test negative, there's still a chance eventually you can test positive again just from having the dead virus in you. Is that what you're saying? I'm not, I don't know how often he was tested. Um, 
I don't know if he got a negative test in between like getting the positive, having COVID, having to pull out of Memorial. I don't know. I, oh, I guess he, he must have had to, to get cleared. Yeah. For the U S open. So I guess that's a, that's a really good point. I just know that the virus can lay dormant and that you could have false positives um, after having the virus and having been through that like two week grace period, like whatever you want to call that. Or I don't know, maybe he he has a a variant. Yeah, it, it could be, he could be a variant and he could have it again. And now that would be, that's even crazier in my opinion, but if he's vaccinated, I guess he would be less symptomatic than right. if not. Yeah. Oof. So interesting. I feel like we're in this new wave of COVID in the sense that breakthroughs and, you know, vaccination being a big time discussion out there, especially amongst the NFL players like Cole Beasley, for instance, who just doesn't right. want to edit at all. Right. And what have you. So I'm still confused by it all, honestly, Bridget. I got my vaccine. I'm coasting. I'm living life, living large, barely wearing a mask anymore. But I still don't understand everything, clearly. <laughs> and I'm a little back to mask wearing just because of the variants. So I, I've sort of, um, I'm also vaccinated, but I've sort of reverted back to, I, I do wear the mask when I go into like a grocery store, which is just strange. It's like, I thought I was out of this, but just being extra safe. Yeah, I might start doing that myself too, honestly. But anyway, look at this. We went into a COVID discussion. <laughs> COVID chat. <laughs> but it is unfortunate for John Rom. I mean, like, talk about bad luck. Right. What are the odds of that? So, you know. I mean, it's so confusing too, because he apparently failed his third of three tests, because I guess that's what was required to um, prior to traveling to Japan. So I guess he then took three more tests and each turned up positive as well. So like, that is really confusing because that means that he got two negatives before the positive. So even if it's from the last time he got COVID, it's just still strange that it's like not consistent. Um, that That's the only thing that's a little wild to me. And then Bryson DeChambeau, that was kind of like shocking because he's science man, but again, he could have been vaccinated. So I agree with you. The COVID chats are getting old, but like they still have to be had at this point in time. Well, especially when they're affecting the Olympics, right? Right. You know, and it's not just golf, it's other sports and all that jazz. So anywho, let's talk about the field here because again, very top heavy, Morikawa, Xander, Hovland, Matsuyama, and you have the South Koreans, Siwoo Kim and Sun J.M. not only playing for medals, but playing for exemptions out of the required military service out there in South Korea, Bridget. So you want to talk about incentive here. Forget about money. You can get out of military service if you medal. So there was an interesting scenario on the First Cut podcast on CBS where Somebody was in line to get the bronze, right? And you had Sun J.M. and Siwoo Kim right there in fourth place behind that bronze person. That bronze person on the 18th hole could maybe give up a stroke and then tie for third with Sun Jay and Siwoo to allow them to get medals and be exempt from military service because there's no tiebreaker for the bronze or the silver. 
So it could be the ultimate sportsmanship of the year move. And again, this is completely wow. hypothetical. But I thought it was interesting to think about. Well, they both pulled out of the open to prepare for the Olympics. So right. we definitely understand the enormity of this. And it, it's two years, right? It's a two-year military stint? Yes. Okay, so that's like that's a lot of time that you have to sort of give up, especially when you're playing on the profession in the professional ranks. Like that's a lot of missed time. So I would do the sportsman like thing and I for sure would step down for Sanjay um, or Siwoo, obviously both, both of them. I'm going to lump them together. They're one person at this point. And I, I would love, I mean, that'd be crazy if that happened. It'd be great if like everyone was in on it. <laughs> We're right. gonna all come together to make sure that that they get the medals. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but that would be awesome. And I can see a few people taking the hit for those guys, like a hundred percent. So I don't know if they wind up on the podium, I'm gonna be a little suspect, I guess, now that you've unearthed this to me. So I, I, I'm gonna be on the lookout. People are talking, just saying. And <laughs> two years is a long time to, it by is. the way, not only be in the military, but obviously not play golf. Right. And I want to point your attention to a man named Sangmoo Bay, who went out and served his country, came back onto the PGA Tour. And what has he done since 2018 when he came back? Not a whole lot, guys. 2017, right. a little bit as well. I mean, cuts, cuts, cuts up the wazoo. It's just a lot of time to be away from the professional ranks. So, you know, you want to be able to make your livelihood through the game of golf, right? And being away at the military for two years probably is going to hurt that process. Right. So for Siwoo, a player's champion, for Sunjay, reigning or not reigning, but former rookie of the year. I mean, there's a lot on the table for these guys. So... There's pressure there. There's pressure on somebody named Hideki Matsuyama playing in his home country of Japan. So this golf course is a par 71, 7,400 yards. Kasumi Gaseki Country Club. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> right, Tom Fazio design. Kasumi Gaseki. Yes. <laughs> you did yes. good. That was I great. took my time on that one. Yeah. Getting a lot of Augusta good. comparisons, Bridget. I don't know if you've looked at the flyover or just some images out there, but I mean, it looks cool. It looks like a classic American golf course, honestly. Kind of screams Firestone at you. I heard Quail Hollow. So now okay. we just got, <laughs> we got a lot design. of, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of golf courses. Um, host of the Wells Fargo Championship, Max Homa, where are you? Um, but then again, so Rory McElroy is in the field. Um, I think that gives like us some idea, but not really much. Uh, I am not familiar with this course at all. It looks awesome. I know that Hideki has some familiarity there, which I guess that's a little, I don't know if you want to say like advantageous or serendipitous, um, but he already won, he won the 2009 J Japan junior, the Japanese junior, and then the 2010 Asian Pacific amateur. So like, that's, that's crazy. Uh, and I think that that's a little insight into who I'm going to be going with for picks. Ooh, okay, all right. <laughs> Top golfers in the field, birdies are better gained within the last 24 rounds. This is a critical statistic because I did not mention this. This is a no-cut event, folks. So four rounds guaranteed. McElroy at one, Sunjay at two, Seth Straka at three, wow. Cameron Smith at four, and Xander Shoffley 
at number five. Speaking of no-cut events, Xander Schauffele, one of the best, and Justin Thomas as well, Bridget. So a lot of good players to pick from. And so with no money this week, right, and the way in which this is set up, we can predict, I guess, gold, silver, and bronze, respectively, and then sort of bounce ideas off of that. So if you have your list, feel free to divulge. Okay, I do have my list. Okay. So we're starting with who's going to take the gold. Sure. Okay. Well, I think I, did we already reveal this? I feel like I've already revealed this, but I'm going with Victor Hovland to take okay. the gold. I think that his precision tee to green travels. Like he does well. I, I mean, he, he does well in Mexico, does well in Germany, Puerto Rico. Like we have a lot of places where he's, been victorious so I think he's more of like a worldwide golfer that's kind of how I like to allude to Victor Hovland and this goes in line with what I'm saying more invested kind of he's at the sort of earlier precipice of the state of his game he's not really jaded I think that we would marvel at Victor a lot more if there weren't the like Colin Morikawa's of the world who sort of steal the limelight you know it, it's like that Tiger Phil debate it's it's almost as if Phil I don't know if he would have been more successful but I think he would have been a lot more eyes on him if Tiger didn't exist so I think Victor Hovland kind of falls victim to that we focus on Matt Wolf, his swing, like all that stuff. You don't really hear a lot about Victor. Um, but to me, he is a superstar and he's taken the gold, in my opinion. Winner on the European tour not too long ago, actually. So there you go. There you go. Global, global superstar. Okay, okay so, so now, gold. okay, I'm, I'm okay, going straight through. Wow, I don't listen to instructions very well, as we all know, but now I feel like it's really becoming apparent. Okay, this guy... I have never picked for anything and I've been watching him for years and he just is always like haunting me because I'm like, why didn't I go with him this week? Like, why don't I ever pick him? Why do I always pick the same? Why do I pick Justin Thomas like six times? I'm going with Corey Connors. Ooh. Yep. So George Lyon won the gold when the Olympics was, when the Olympics, when golf was in the Olympics, 1904, also from Canada. So Corey Connors, that's kind of like, he's always ever present in my mind. And then there's that like George Lyon medalist connect. So I'm not giving him the gold, but I feel like Corey Connors is like a sir guy. Like he feels like a guy who, who, who's going to like sport the silver. I have no idea what that means. Take that with a grain of salt. He's my silver medalist. Well, Louis is not in this field, so he can't take that. Ooh, too <laughs> wow, Sorry, sick Lou. burn. Yeah, <laughs> that was tough. Okay, final. Um, last but certainly not least, and because I love bronze and green together, I'm given Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama. All right. He's, he's getting my bronze medal. Um, I think that that this is his year and I feel like it culminated at Augusta like that was obviously probably the biggest moment of his career and, and maybe the biggest unless he medals in Japan I mean and I honestly I think winning gold bronze silver whatever being a medalist is being a, a medalist in the Olympics I think that it, it's all going to do the same 
I think he's rested and ready. And then, like I alluded to before, he won the Asian amateur here. And I just think he's kind of like a horse for course, which is crazy because I don't know the course, but that's sort of my backing for him taking the bronze. That's my podium. Okay. I like it. All good picks there. And we don't have any of the same selections. So Yay. let's do this. For the gold, I'm giving it to the Englishman, Paul Casey. I look at these statistics and everything just seems perfect to me. Seventh and birdies are better gained within the last 50 rounds. Fifth and bogey avoidance has been a ball striking machine all year. The second best iron player in this field in the past 24 rounds. Top 10 in par four scoring as well. Plays well internationally. I like Paul Casey to get the gold. When you scream somebody who comes in first, typically it's not Paul Casey, but he's just been so darn consistent so far this year. I think it culminates in a gold medal. And of course, taking after Justin Rose, fellow Patriots there in England, getting it done. So, Wow, you're giving England two gold medals I am. from the, the return of the Olympics. All right. Yes. So there you go, Paul at one, and then Xander Shoffley at two. He is the king of small field events. Three of his four victories are actually on small field events. Fantastic bent grass putter. Two of his four wins came on that surface. Can't really say anything bad about him, aside from probably not winning enough. I mean, four wins right. is not enough for this guy with the talent and all of the just beautiful statistics that he has on the PGA tour right now. So silver makes sense for me with Xander, really good par five scorer as well. And then for the bronze, I'm giving it to JT. I think he's going to wow. find something here. I really do. He's been a curious case since winning the players championship back in March, but he's a no cut event master. Nine of his 14 wins are without a cut three, no cut wins in Asia as well. Number one in strokes gained total in no cut events in the past 50 rounds, top 10 in par four scoring as well. The only knock on him obviously is the recent form, right? Right. But we've learned obviously with somebody of the talent like Justin Thomas, they can find something, they can pop, they can win. So I think that's going to be the case with Justin Thomas, of course, not necessarily winning, but being a contender, being up there on the leaderboard, I give him the bronze. So Paul Casey, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, England, America, America. There you go. I like it. It's good. You have a nice mix on yours. Yeah, my Norway, mix is a little weird. Canada, Japan. <laughs> I like it. Very international. Hey, it's the Olympics. What do you want from me? <laughs> Hashtag America, Team USA. <laughs> I think we I'm have looking... a good shot at taking the gold overall, though, with more and... Well, I'm feeling haunted <laughs> because it literally was just saying strokes gained. And there was it was a graphic on TV and it just said Tiger, 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 and then Colin. I didn't even read it. <laughs> I just saw the names. And I was like, yeah, it's a little, it's It haunting. was probably strokes gained approach. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there probably. is no reason to go against Colin Morikawa. Right? I mean, right, he's like the best ball striker on the planet currently. Right. <laughs> and if you look at the numbers, like he's lapping the field. Like That's the distance wild. between one and two is wild in terms of strokes gained approach. So he's been absolutely elite. All right. Yeah, well, we, we have some cool guys representing America. Yeah. And honestly, I really like Corey Connors because he's an elite ball striker and has played well at the major championships this year. So I Solid. think he can rise to the occasion. Agreed. 
So how much of the Olympics will you be watching in terms of golf this week? Kind of weird timing. I'll be watching it. I'll be, I mean, Golf Channel is on my TV right now. I'll be watching live from the Olympics nonstop. I'll, I'll, I'll be tuning in. Uh, how many times do I say I'm not going to watch some golf specific event, whether it's the match or, or something outside the PGA Tour? Do I always wind up watching it? Yeah, do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Fair enough. By the way, let's see the odds out there. Hovland is 11 to one, Paul Casey, 14 to one. So we're picking okay. some favorites, but I mean, look again, cream rising to the top this week, very top heavy field. And Paul Casey's 44. So I'm kind of rooting for that. Like yeah. that'd be a, a good little story. I'm excited to see this golf course. I don't watch a lot of Asian golf, so it'll be cool to see uh, the course out there in Japan, which apparently is very historical out there and very exclusive. So well, let's go. I'm ready. Now I'm like excited after this at people are going to listen to the pod and get excited. Now you're all going to tune in to watch there golf. You in the there yeah. you go. On Doing our part tomorrow night, 630 Eastern time, folks. Enjoy the Olympics this week. Back to the PGA tour next week with the WGC FedEx St. Jude. We'll talk about it then. Until then, enjoy the Olympics. For Bridget Whalen, I am Cam Rogers, and we'll see you soon. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.